0: Hey, good people, this is your N.I. Dom, back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey. Shadows are made by blocking light. Light rays travel from a source in straight lines. If an opaque object gets in the way, it stops light rays from traveling through it. This result in an area of darkness appearing behind the object. the dark area is called shadow. The size and shape of a shadow depend on the position and size of the light source compared to the object. My starting point is shadow. Um, I just read from something I've pulled off the off the internet <laughs> and i'll put the, um, I'll put that. I will put that link or the title of that link in the um in the notes but um I just read something about shadows because I did some reading this morning about shadow the shadow of an eight. And um did a little reading about um introverted intuition and I'm thinking about some of the challenges associated with being an NI Dom. And you may be wondering what the relevance of this is. Like, why am I thinking about challenges in the shadows? So last night, I, um, hopefully I'm going to try to set this up without violating my five minute rule. So cross your fingers. But last night I jumped on the podcast and I did a recording. I entitled it All Dressed Up. Um, But what I started that reflection off with saying is All Dressed Up with some place to go. A lot of times people hear that expression, all dressed up with no place to go. But I was dressed up last night. And there was something, it was a place I was supposed to go and I actually missed half of it. And, um, and so there are definite implications of that. But I did, instead of being dressed up, going to the place I had to go, I got dressed up. I was having a moment and I decided to process and analyze that moment um, in, in the podcast And, um, and so it was a pretty heavy, I was really down. And so you, you, you got that, you got me being in that mood state in real time, instead of me coming back, telling you, oh, I was down. You got a chance if you listen to it, to hear what it sounds like when I'm down. And I don't hide that from you all in this project. Um, but it's not often that I'm pretty much sure I can count the times when I've jumped on a recording. When I've been really down. And so that was one of those times. And, um, and I'm going to talk more about it. On the other side of the of the disclaimers. But. Um, I was down. Because an event happened. Something happened. I explained it then. And I'm going to explain it to you again. Um, so I got on the podcast. To process it. I got off the podcast. I went to the event late but i went and it got worse (laughs) the mood my mood got worse because the experience that caused the mood got worse and it was a lot of internal processing so i came home went to sleep woke up this morning did some writing about something else but it's writing soothes me and i did watch some tv did a little laughing which i'm so proud of because back years ago, decades ago, when I would get down, it was a wrap. <laughs> I would just be down for days, not weeks. And so that felt really good to be able to laugh. And So now I'm here to tell you what some of the processes that I've had since since I've last been with you about 12 hours ago. And I think it has something to do with shadows. Or if not. I wanna do something about shadows. So that's a better way of saying it. Hey, if you're new to this project this is a personal journal where I process my inner model outer worlds, I do so by using personality theory. The two theories I use the most are the in my Briggs and the Enneagram pushing those two systems together. I identify as an INTJ8. I also identify as an African American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. With trained and practicing social scientist and educator of about 30 years, half of that time has been in leadership. There's more that I'm going to could say, but for now, I'm just going to say this project is unedited and unscripted. To know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at com. Boom. <laughs> so, um, Okay, so yesterday, um, I traveled, I'm not in my hometown. I traveled. My youngest niece had a sweet 16 party. And so I traveled to my sister's, um, it's a, it's technically a 10 hour trip. I typically do 12, take, make it 12, 13 hours because I love to stop and take naps and eat. And the last time I've taken this trip, I have pretty much gone straight through yesterday to this trip I did take a little bit of um i took a little bit of a nap two breaks but anyway so I got here and all all things were working well pretty felt pretty good um there was a there was an energy coming from my sister that I hadn't experienced in a while because her energy as I experienced it as I interpreted has been more questionable and so yesterday I didn't I didn't have those questions and because I didn't have those questions it created a new question like hmm maybe that was just a season she was in where that energy was coming off of her and maybe we are back to where we've been right because that's been so disheartening um, to think that this the energy of closeness um, that we're not, that I don't feel with her. Um, maybe we're back to having that energy and that lost energy was just a season. And I I'd like to believe that I'd be okay with that. You know, we all have seasons, and no nobody stays in positive good moods, and no one is perfect. And I'd like to believe that I understand that in. And I have a maturity about it. So I I had that thought earlier in the day. I was like, wow. I talked about in last night's episode how I ran errands. um, And that made me happy because of um, when you're consumed. And whether I'm consumed by a project or I'm consumed by sadness. Um, And I haven't been consumed by sadness where it just knocks me off my feet. Like I said, in decades. But I still, I, I do remember what it's like to be consumed by sadness for long periods of time. And it really throws you off from being productive and not being able to take care of errands. I've also been consumed by lust over projects and, and uh, masterminding. And that also prevents you from taking care of errands. Although you do errands within the thing that you're masterminding. But any errands outside of that, you don't. So I ran errands while on 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 out of town on a road trip um and I was that gave me joy so I had joy coming off of the the trip the running errands definitely joy coming off of anytime I do a road trip because I love driving under the big sky and joy coming off of um no noticing that that the energy that of closeness that my sister and I have had i felt it it was not it wasn't completely back but it's nowhere like it was the last time i was in her space in her space so i had joy <laughs> and that joy slipped when i noticed that my sister And this is my opinion. She's going to say something completely different. But this is my version of the story. My podcast. So I have a right to say it. But I do want to acknowledge that more than likely my sister would have a different version of the story. But my version of the story is that I started noticing her going out of her way um, to be more independent About how we were going to move. Maneuver towards this party. Now her being the mom. And the whole. Of the party. um, Hold on one second. Okay. I just got a little distracted. Because the little girl. uh, Next door to my sister's house. Who's no longer little. um, She's now a teenager. And she's. (laughs) She's currently doing a selfie. A video. Of herself, and she's probably on take five, and so I'm just so fascinated by. I was just reading a short story with stu- some students, about like social media and how it really has infiltrated our culture and kind of what it means. And so, like right here in front of me, I'm watching this young girl illustrate some highlights from that story I read with my students. So anyway let me um <laughs> and she doesn't know I can see her she she would be so embarrassed if she realized somebody could see her doing this these um and it's uh she, she's in character if you will so I'm now turning the other way so that I if she does look up and see that I'm in the car <laughs> she won't have to see me seeing looking at her but anyway so so um I don't know where I left off with the story but I think I was just telling you how what my sister um she started. Uh, make. She was acting as though she was going to this event by herself. And that struck. I mean honestly. And that makes me. I could feel a little sadness. And I want to process this. That struck me as noticeable. I was going to say odd. But I don't know if it's uh, really odd. But it was noticeable. That. I'm in her house. I'm going to the same... Okay, I'm in her house. I traveled 10 hours, technically. Um, it's a 10-hour trip, by the way. It took me a little longer because I stopped. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm in her house. I took this 10-hour trip to get there. We're going to the same place. To an event that we're both very much invested in. And she's acting as though we're <laughs> separate and that it, it it just was, it was noticeable to me and that noticing that and then trying to decide what does that mean? So that's the N.I. domness in me and the eight, according to what I read this morning and, and, and in these texts that I've read this morning, I've read many times that's why I travel with these books these are I, I didn't bring all I, I brought there are about five books I travel with I brought three of them and I started to not because I'm like honestly you've read these books you don't need to read them again it's, a, it's taking up space in the trunk <laughs> you can just Google it and something was like no take the books so I brought three of the books, and and so I re- the text that I read this morning I've read many, many, many times before, but every time there's a new situation, the text that I've read before kind of takes on new meaning, or just a deeper meaning rather. And so um, both of the texts would illustrate the text that I read about being an ni dom, and the text that I read about being an eight. Both illustrate a keen awareness. A keen, nuanced awareness of meaning. Right? But this is where it gets complicated. Because meaning making is subjective. Um, um, uh, although, let me just... Let me derail a second and go off. Let me go into a tangent. I, a, a willful rabbit hole. Usually when I go into rabbit holes. I get snatched into them. I'm going to willfully jump into a rabbit hole. Um, although this is a very uncomfortable position I'm in. And I would like to give more about it. And I'd like to ultimately talk about the shadow part of the reflection. I do want to say that. I'm actually in a good space. And that irony of being in a bad space and a good space at the same time deserves recognition. And I actually want to celebrate it. I'm in a bad space. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good at all. (laughs) But it doesn't feel, I don't feel overwhelmed by it. I don't feel overtaken by it. And although I'm going to talk about a shadow, I don't feel dark by it. And that is an incredible celebration. So I just wanted to derail for a second to say that. So I was watching my sister. And what it felt like for me to go out of her way to make it clear that we were not going to this event together okay she made that she was making it clear but in an indirect way she wasn't doing it in an overt way but i won't say it was covert but it was indirect it wasn't direct it was indirect direct would be hey sis um i'm gonna go separate Cause you know, cause later I mentioned it and she was like, well, I had to set up. There's nothing stopping. There was nothing stopping her from saying, are Hey, we're leaving early. You, you, you want to ride with us? We're leaving early. Um, are you coming with us or are you going to go separate? That would have been a very direct thing to do. And so this is, this is where I get pretty confused in terms of my, my natural wiring. Right and my training, like I think these things collide and they they coincide and they collide for me because I it's sometimes you know when they say common sense well common sense would have been for her to say hey I'm leaving to go do the setup are you going to come are you you know she could have invited me to go with her or. You can go separately. That would have been, in my opinion, <laughs> the right thing to do The co- and the common sense thing to do. But what I'm also aware of is, is that common sense or that sense of right and wrong based on my wiring and my training? And that's where, it, and then that question, is it, first of all, I can unpack if it's the right thing to do versus the common sense thing to do. And those are separate. To say common sense and the right thing. They're separate. I'm pushing them together. But I would love to unpack them. Because that sense of right. Then makes me think about Enneagram 1. Alright. So there that was one thing that could have happened. And she didn't do it. And the fact that she didn't do it. I then had to process it for myself. Now once I process that for myself. Then I have to go. So okay. So as I process that for myself the rational part of me is like well we're not going to get caught up in our feelings this is the rational thing rationally she's not wired the same way as i am rationally she doesn't have the same training that i have so i shouldn't have expectations for her that aren't rational this is the INTJ part of me let me be clear this is the top of the stack but when i integrate all of me all of those cognitive fun- cognitive functions including introverted feeling then i am allowed to say hey but that not being invited after being a guest in your home even though i'm i'm like a i'm not a full guest you know what i mean like it's kind of like home i'm in this i'm a quasi guest if you will um that didn't feel good hmm can I admit? Is it okay for me to admit? Is it okay for me to say that I didn't feel good? Or should I suck it up and be like, get over your feelings? Let's go into the rational part. Right? Okay. And then that makes me think about, and I've been thinking about this a little bit, as our family has been dealing with this medical crises of our person. How more than what a person and family goes to a place of logic As a far, it really, for me, in my opinion, and my subjectivity, is a place of defensiveness. Um, and so I think about TI logic versus TE logic, TI tertiary logic versus TE auxiliary logic, right? They're both thinking functions and they both like logic, right? Thinking is a logic function. But that gets complicated. I'm, I'm in several rabbit holes right now because either I'm about to correct, um, either I'm about to contradict myself or I don't know something that I thought I knew about those functions because the feeling function is a judging function. So it still is a rational function. So why am I trying to make the feeling function irrational? do you see what I'm saying as a contradiction technically it is a rational function but it's not based on objectivity it's not based on objective facts and that part makes it to me it makes feeling a rational irrational function rational irrational and not rational rational I don't know I've got to go do some studying on that because I could be completely off base here but anyway for the sake of this conversation hopefully I'm being clear to you and so um I just turned around the young girl is still at it and she sees me now though I saw, and she's doing a video with her dog but she's glancing over at the car so she sees me but she's including the dog in her video now I want to be like can you show me your video is that for YouTube is that for TikTok (laughs) anyway is that for Instagram okay but anyway so I'm turning away, turn away and look to the right. Okay. So, um, so I look at that as rational, rational, rational versus rational, rational versus rational, irrational. And, and you know, what? I'm going to go back to the young lady. Uh, the girl is the teenager that's recording. Cause she could be saying the same thing about me. Cause I also have a phone up to my face. She has a phone up to her face. I'm a, I, gu- I guarantee you she's recording a video. I have a phone up to my face. I'm recording an audio. So who am I? It, it has just has taken over our culture and all of that. So she's looking at me recording. I see her recording. Okay. That's just, that's just the social science. Me. I really wanted to grab that moment and analyze that. Because we really are in a different era. And um, how social media has really penetrated our physical reality. Um so anyway my sister could have in my mind my sister could have done it the fact that she didn't do it make and the fact that I've done a lot of work to be healthy and to be rational to say hey she's operating from a different set of a uh, set of rational judgments and then when i accept that then i silence my emotions like i d- i just push them back and really i discredit them i silence them and then I silenced myself. And that's one of the things that I noticed last night when I finally went to the event. It was odd. It was so, I was so odd. My silence and my subduedness, it was like I was subdued. I was resigned. I would, there was a, a, a spirit of resignation on me. And that's fundamentally different from who I am. And last night, in my recording with you all, I started talking about. I, I tried to go back to this idea of the sexual eight and the fact of me not being in the sexual eight part of me could be problematic. And I was just so. After I did the recording, I went to the event to the to the sweet sixteen party last night, and I was watching my. I was I was literally observing myself in this subdued way. Um. I was just struck with how different my present, my persona was in that environment versus the environment of of my of the world I I build I'm building and the worlds that I have built, and I'm only in this subdued, resigned, oddly, oddly reserved, distant. Manner, when I am in I'm processing I was going to say in my family's world I don't know if that's completely true so then I'm thinking is it my sister and my person and I would say that's more true than not I want to spend some time thinking about it is it the same for my sister's world as my person's world if it's different how is it different so I have to process that later, but that's what happened. You know, she, she, um, and someone, some of you listening to me might be like, that's so small. Why did that bother you? And that's actually what I was contending with last night. Like, why am I letting that bother me? So what? Be, so what? She didn't say, Hey, are you going to ride with us as we go to the, Party this set up early or are you gonna are you gonna stick stay back and go by yourself so what right okay here's the answer for me i don't know how this will resonate to you listening but this is the answer for me hold on one second all right i'm sorry i just got distracted again because there are four little teenagers They're, they don't even look like teenagers they look like preteens Boys and they're white and they are staring. They're like one was walking towards the car and I'm like I know he's not walking towards me. And then he he, he could see him looking at me in the car because I am in the car right. And he <laughs> so now I'm not, I'm trying to look the other way because I didn't want to you know I want to give the girl doing her social media post some privacy. So I look the other way and now I see these kids. And, and they had, he had something in his hand, it was silver, and you know, you know. So I was like, what is it? So it looked like a stapler, a staple gun. I'm like, what is he doing with that staple gun? And then he's walking towards the car, and he, he's looking at it. he's very hesitant, and he turns around, and he goes back to the group. And they'd say something to him, and he, tried to, he starts walking back towards the car. He does this about two, three times. And so I'm like, he's nervous. So what, so he, he, one of the other boys walk with him and they walk up to this pole, this, and so they're stapling something on poles, but I don't know why he would be hesitant to do it. So his friend gave him courage and he did it. Now they're walking. I guess they're going to find another pole, a wooden pole to staple, but now I'm curious to find out what, what he stapled to the pole and why was he nervous? All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So moving back to the to the reflection, some of you are like, you really did not need to tell us that. All right, but it feels good to kind of de to kind of distract myself from the this, the conversation. So, so I I think I think so. There there are a couple of layers to this conversation. One is the fact that to me, she did something that was just noticeably unconventional convention would have said blah, 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 blah. However, I understand what it's like to not follow conventions. And so I really was committed to processing that. Like, is that if, if it wasn't unconventional and if it was unconventional, so what, so what that she didn't invite you to ride with her. So what you had to, and then, My nieces didn't ask me to ride with them. So I literally was going to this event completely by myself. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was going to that event by myself. And that is bothersome to me. It's bothersome for me for a couple of reasons. First of all, I didn't know. I I didn't know that if I would travel... To be with family as the family goes to the event. I didn't know that I would have to go to that event by myself. Number one. Number two. I now have to put on my game face. As to going to an event by myself. Now I don't know if you guys have gathered this from this podcast. But I go places by myself all the time. I'm pretty good at it as a matter of fact. So it wasn't that I was. Intimidated by going to that event by myself. I just really didn't expect it. And now I got to put on my game face to go by myself. And that leads to another problem. And I'm really going to start trying to get to the shadow part of the conversation. And really what's happening is I'm bum- last night I was having these feelings that I couldn't fully, I couldn't articulate, I couldn't put into words. And those words are coming to me now. That's what's happening right now. So I didn't know that I was going by myself. Okay. All right. Now that's part that's that's another part of the problem. But the other part is now I'm gonna go into character. And I say character because it's one of the selves. I ta- I did an episode about a month or so ago about we have different selves based on different contexts, right? Well, one of my selves is like my extroverted self. I've also done extroverted being an ex uh, INTJ extroversion right so I've talked about I can do it but I have never been able to do INTJ extroversion in the space of my family I'm having some FI sensations right now it's giving me deep sadness (sighs) I've never been able to do that why not Why have I not been able to do INTJ extroversion? Is it because INTJ extroversion is not a thing? I don't know. I don't know why I have been able to do it. And you listening to me, you may be wondering, well, how do you know you've not been able to do INTJ extroversion? That's a very valid question. Let's go back to subjectivity and meaning-making. And this is something I'm not going to be able to explain in this pod, uh, in this episode, but I just hope you'll trust me. We have ways of redirecting people or directing people, redirecting them all the time as part of the social world. And when I've done extra INTJ, I, I, extroversion, I'm either directed in, moved into a different direction, re, uh, corrected, chastised, shamed for Doing what I'm calling INTJ extroversion. And when that happens over a period, years and years decades, the logic a rational person will not do that thing anymore. Or will stop going into that environment. This is the problem of being inferior, excuse me, tertiary FI. Because tertiary FI, I could have those feelings. But those feelings are pushed into the top of my stack for me to do a bigger thing. And the bigger thing is not to attend to my feelings, believe it or not. The bigger thing is usually about something bigger. And for me, as an an eight, as a social eight, something bigger in the world that will ultimately improve the social experience. So that thing that caused discomfort for me never really, really resonates in terms of self-preservation. Uh, it, 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 it has in the last five years. I'm going to roll my window down. It's getting hot. And I'm having some emotions right now. And the reason why I'm having emotions, I believe, is because you know this continues to feel like a conversation that's on repeat, and yet it's not, because this is a part of me that was never developed, was never parented, was never encouraged to be to, to take care of myself, to validate my to validate my feelings, to validate myself as a social being. And it feels shitty because at 52, like like I said last night, it's like, boo-hoo, look at me, look how sad I wasn't invited. You know what I mean? It sounds pathetic. I mean, it sounds really ridiculous. And yet, those are real feelings. And for most of my life, I have not been able to either recognize those feelings or validate those feelings so the work that i've been doing in the last five years especially within this year is like no no we're not going to dismiss that feeling that felt shitty and it doesn't mean that my sister is a horrible person for not inviting me doesn't mean she's a horrible person at all but it still felt shitty and uh, to embrace those feelings not take those feelings and do something big and write and write create a theory, right? Create a system, create a process, build a structure, write a book, right? right. No. It means taking care of yourself. Because and this is what I said last night as well the self preservation part of me that has been that's been healing is like no. No, it didn't feel good. And no, you're not going to have a fight, an argument with your sister because she didn't freaking invite you to ride with her to a party. (laughs) No, you're not going to do that. But what you're not going to do also is you're not going to invalidate that that felt pretty shitty. You're not going to invalidate it. Now, this, this resolution to not invalidate a feeling is so new. And one of the other textbooks that I have that talks about social, actually, two of the books that I left at home. Um, As a matter of fact, I'm sorry, I left three of my staples at home. I brought two of my staples and I brought a new book that really needs to become a staple. Um, So I I just wanted to clarify that. So in one of the staples that I left at home and talking about books, it talks about our sense of self is validated by the social environment around us. That none of us are who we are simply because of an internal being. Or in that spirituality episode when I said we were born, we, we were spirit and we became we became flesh. That, that self is not just because of the spirit to the flesh formation. That self is also formed by this external world. And my external world has never freaking validated me as a social being in a healthy way. And that is a fact. And I'm saying that with a lot of passion. And yes, I will be honest. I'm trying to convince myself of something I really know. Intellectually, I know this, but socially and psychologically, I have been raised to invalidate my own experiences So, yes, it's an inner war. And that's what happened last night. That was also what's happened. After I got off the recording and I drove to the event, it was this thing. I'm like, first of all, I'm not not even able. I'm here by myself, but I'm not even able to put on my game face. Because almost everybody here, none of these people are people. They're not strangers. But these are people from the world. That was created outside of my wellness. And I think the other piece is happening. And it's probably more. But the other thing I want to say right now. That's resonating. That I know came up for me last night. Is I'm tired. And I'm done. I believe I'm done. We'll see. You And I'll be honest with you guys on this project. If I have to learn this lesson again. You know I don't like that. Have to learn these lessons on repeat. But this is a pattern. This is a pattern. Of me. In the social world of these people. And I hope you guys trust me when I say this. It it really is a pattern it's so much of a pattern that is really embarrassing that I'd still be here what am I doing I'm here because I'm an aunt and I love my nieces I love my sister but is there a point is there another way to love them Is there another way to love them without having to put myself in harm's way? Because the way I've been functioning is like, that harm doesn't bother me. I'm above that. And I I believe I am. Like I did when I got to that place. I put my game face on And while I wasn't able to do um, my INTJ extroversion, I didn't do that. I went back and I went into heightened observation mode. I was observing the hell out. I was I was observing and analyzing. I was quiet. I learned how to smile and nod and I was in I was engaged the way I've read this somewhere. I don't know where I read this. I don't know if it's in one of my books, but I read that introverts and I don't know if it's introverted intuition can be so into their head, engaged. In their head, is that type five? I don't know. We can be so engaged inwardly that they think that they were engaged outwardly, and that's what it was like. I was so much engaged in that environment without being engaged. My engagement—it's—I can't explain it. My engagement, my extroverted engagement, happened internally, and it was very active. I think I should have gotten some kind of award for. How amazing! How how I was able to perform last night in a very different way, and I and at the same time I was making a re, a, res, a resolve that that it can't be, this can't not be. I cannot co-sign to this kind of experience. And I think the other thought that came up, which is where the shadow point comes from, is. It does. It did bring up the broken me, the problematizing me. That's what I felt last night. So while I was proud of number one, not turning into a conflict, and I've learned how to, to stop doing that a while now. It's been over two almost two decades. Almost two decades. Definitely a decade where I've learned how to. I'm not going to be used by the script to be acted, to be, to act out stress and conflict. I also wasn't going to be depressed because I couldn't. do the kind of extroversion that I know to do as an INTJ to do INTJ extroversion I was blocked from doing that I mean I could have done it but it wouldn't have gone on well because it would have been required to uh, interact with people that would not have interacted with me in an affirming way and I was resolving that this isn't acceptable And I was just wondering about the pattern of me of having this kind of external conflict over and over and over again. I read an article yesterday morning that talked about conflict-based personalities. And um, it is an article I wanted to process with you all. um, And I've already... You should be judging me right now by these newsletters. And although I haven't released them, I still am saving the links um, so that at some point in the future when somebody listens to um, these episodes and you hear me talk about the October newsletter, the November newsletter, now we're moving into the January newsletter. You can go to that newsletter and get those links. It's going to happen. Um, it's It's just with everything going on. It's just not something I'm able to prioritize as I thought I would. Um, and I think I, this is a side note, but I'm learning my my capacity. My bandwidth isn't as broad as it used to be or yeah, or as it should be. And so I am tr- trying to do self-preservation and live on my own and take care of myself on my own as a solo person. And I'm trying to get a business off the ground. And while I'm trying to get a business off the ground, I still have to work uh, um, well I'm still managing multiple environments for revenue, and i'm dealing i'm dealing with a medical crisis for the person I love incredibly so, and yet that love has been so tainted and so harmful It's a lot going on, so I'm not trying to be defensive. But, like, please do excuse me for not releasing these newsletters. But they are being compiled. That I am doing still. Just haven't released them. But in that article that I read yesterday morning, it I think there are, like, ten traits. I want to just say roughly ten traits of a conflict personality. Con, a conflict-ridden personality. And so as I, was, I was, like, trying to be open for the critique. Like, am I just... Am, am I on an... Am I... As all the work that I'm trying to do to be healthy and well. And to self-actualize. If Am I at the end of the day still just broken? And I've done so much work to get out of that. Mindset that I'm broken. That's why I started seeing my heart coach. One of... Nope. One of the reasons why I stayed with my heart coach. Is because I have been... Socialized to feel broken. And I don't feel, I mean, I haven't felt broken. I've been pretty adamant about it. That, yeah, I might be quirky. Yeah, I might have these, um, parts of my personality that aren't conducive to the outer world for the harmony or the way other personality types want things to be the way the majority wants because I'm an, as an INTJ woman, I'm, I'm a minority But I'm not broken. That's such a deficit orientation. I have not thought of myself as broken in a long time. And then last night, that old feeling of brokenness crept up in me. (sighs) I'm like, damn, like that's unsettling. When you thought you grew, outgrew something and then it's there. And so the only thing I'm hoping for this morning is that, um, something, a pastor, one, one of my pastors from the past, may he rest in peace. Um, he knew I was an atheist. I wasn't at the time, but he was like, um, I'm gonna be a little distracted. My sister's coming out of the house, I think. Um. He told me, he said, while you're not an atheist anymore, you're going to have to monitor that spirit. Because that spirit is going to try to come back. That spirit is going to try to come back to recapture you, if you will. Um, It was a Pentecost. No, it wasn't. It was a charismatic church that kind of believed in stuff like that. So anyway, that's another conversation, but... um, so I, 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 I would say the same thing as that those old stories, those old scripts, those old paradigms, we can grow out of them. but I guess they can try to come back to try to grab us and why did they come back? Because where did they come from in the first place? They come from they came from the environment. Well, that environment hasn't pured itself. That environment isn't well. That environment isn't trying to um, be better. So I can do all of these things to try to be better and to be well. But guess what? It is. The environment can still promote those scripts. So. So. I don't. I just had you guys on pause. Because I was. My niece came out. The birthday girl came out. Grabbing her gifts and. It's all pink and glittery and all of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's such a girl. And um, anyway, so it's been a minute since I've been paused for about five minutes. But I actually am feeling better because like, I needed to get that out. I needed to get out my truth. I think that is hard for me when I'm perceiving a lot. And I'm not able to act on my truth. And It all becomes congested on the inside. And so being able to talk them out is important. But what I have to do and I have to be really careful of. And I, I, I need to be, I'm a little nervous about this. But I have to do more than just process this with you all. Like this conversation and this reflection has to translate into some kind of change. It has to. Because I am not getting ready to have a conversation with somebody about why they didn't invite me. I did slip up and make the comment last night. And I really wish I wouldn't have done it. Because my sister said something to me. You know, I could see her temperature watching me. I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't going to play out that script. That I've played... The way I've played it out in the past. I'm not saying that that's what my sister wanted. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is, in the past, when something like that would have happened, I would have, I would have moved into a very familiar script of behaviors and conversations and expression. And I didn't do that at all. Was, I give myself an eighty, eighty-five percent score out of a hundred. I slipped up when she said we didn't know if you were coming <laughs> and I was like wow I was left I got left and then I gave my sister the perfect opportunity I tossed the ball right to her to say I had to I had to leave early to set up for the event and that's completely bypassing what the issue was and it feels very familiar with my work with equity when I'm working with schools So you say one, you bring up one issue and then you solve it. You give an answer to something completely different. I didn't ask you why you went early. I didn't ask you why you left early. I asked you why you left me. (laughs) I said, you left me. You having to leave early to set up for the place doesn't address the fact that you could have invited. And it wasn't that I wasn't dressed. I was fully dressed. I was laying... I was just fully dressed. And and, and so dressed. That I, was, I had a chance to... Like, lounge around. Like, oh. My hair was done. And my hair is the last thing that I get... I do. Just Well, you guys don't know. I wear my hair natural. I've never talked to you. Have I ever spoken about natural hair? <sighs> Which is a stupid framing. In the first place. But it's, it means unprocessed. No, There are no chemicals in it. But anyway... And so because of that, it's usually the last thing that I do. And so I I was done with everything. Even the unprocessed natural hair was done. And so she was like, I had to leave early. And it was in this, anyway, it's in this thing that it's just this way that she shows up when she's being, whether it's defensive or protective. And I don't, and the thing is, this is the beautiful thing that I can say um, that is true in my soul right now. I don't care. What I care about is I never want to be in that situation again. That's what I care about. And I'm going to have to process that. When I do my 10-hour road trip home, I'm going to process what to do to never be in that situation again. So in article, it was another article I read about, you know... People cutting their families off. You know that I have continued to wrestle with that. It probably would be healthy for me to do it. But for whatever reason, I can't. I do, as an eat, I do have some strong fa- values for family. But it is a problem. It is a problem. It is causing a lot of hardship. And so I'm going to process. That won't happen again. And, um, there was something else that I realized and, and I think this is a good way to kind of start trying to believe it or not, (laughs) I'm going to start closing. You're like, and you said nothing about shadows. (laughs) I think I have though, (laughs) but I'm going to, I'm going to now become more explicit in the shadow discussion um <laughs> and then start trying to close um because that's part of the solution for me because of this thing and I think because I one thing that happened I was trying to say before I put you guys on pause to talk to my niece it was that article about conflict latent personalities and I was like 10 10 10 10 features of those personalities and I can honestly say when I looked at them, about 5 to 6 of them nope, I don't do that, nope there were times where I probably did a couple of those, let's just say 5 nope, I don't do them maybe there were 2 or 3 of them that I did back in the past but I definitely don't do those 5 anymore, not at all then there were about 3 of them where, ah I do that, but not for the reasons this article is saying. I do them because I'm an INTJ. More than likely, this article is not written by an INTJ, thinking that the hope, like har- harmony, is hold on. Okay, I think my um, um, I just put you guys on pause because my niece's grandmother not my mom but my, her her dad's mom uh, just walked up and I was like did y'all have breakfast already because normally before the divorce we would all do a big event like this we would all do breakfast again and now it's not that way anymore and uh, so I was like did, I said hey I said the next time y'all have breakfast I said you can invite me and she kind of looked and it was something a look that she gave me Yesterday, She said. You know. When you come to town. You can come and spend time with us. And it was almost like. She got a sense. That things aren't the same. Like. That. Community that. That we had. Isn't the same. And. There seems to be a. A low key thread, and that an implied thread that there's a reason why things aren't the same. I don't want to say it because I don't know for sure if it's that's true, but it, it almost is, it was implicated. So, and I don't know. I don't know if I would be able to go and spend time with my sister's ex-in-laws because that would be an insult to her right I don't know my a good friend of mine that we talked on the phone a week up a couple of weeks ago and her ex-husband she was telling me a story about when she got divorced her sister would still go and do thanksgiving with her, in the house where her, so my friend left and her husband kept, her ex-husband kept the house. And so her sister would continue to go to Thanksgiving, even though the at the house with her brother-in-law, her ex-brother-in-law. And to the point where her ex-brother-in-law had got remarried, <laughs> then they had to call my friend and say, Can you tell your sister to stop coming to Thanksgiving dinner? That's, that, that... <laughs> something I would be interested in processing too like can't I mean because when you become family just because two people get a divorce does that mean the family is no longer that's complicated right but then I'm also a loyalty person right and I didn't appreciate with my my ex trying to stay and do family with my sister around me that that wasn't acceptable i feel like these situations are slightly different but um i have to process that some more because i don't like being a hypocrite but anyway <laughs> all right i'm sorry for the disjointedness um so i'm, I'm trying to get back so i can start closing so the um so there out of so five of those conflict traits personality traits I don't do three of them I don't I don't I don't do them the way the re- based on the reasons as described in the text and more than likely that text was not written by an INTJ or somebody that understands that some personalities aren't prioritizing commu- harmony first or the group first at the sake of sacrificing the self. See, I will value the group, but not at the sake of sacrificing the self. Well, that's not completely true. Without sacrificing um, mission work. And I think I don't value the group in the way that the people see me. I value the group first, though but not in the way that people recognize it because I don't have fe extroverted feeling so the way I do the group just doesn't register the way the group sees the group work so that's a separate reflection I'll have to unpack it another time but so I would say eight of the 10 um, uh, traits <clears throat> I just didn't res- that didn't resonate with me but there were two I can't remember what they were but there were about two that I was like okay I, yeah, I do that so that left a lingering thought. I read that article yesterday morning and I mentioned it to you all yesterday. And the reason why I went looking for that article is because I was thinking about emotional maturity and like, I don't feel like I'm an emotional im emotionally immature person, but I do feel like I am. Underdeveloped emotionally, and they—I'm like—is that the same thing? Saying underdeveloped is that the same thing as saying emotionally immature? It feels different to me. So I went to go look up an article that would explain that. I didn't find it, but then I found this article about personalities that are conflict-driven, and so all of that was in my head last night as I was sitting off in this in, at this party. And for the uh, the bulk of the time, I put myself at a table with somebody that was talking a lot. And then I just sat there and nodded like a freaking bobblehead. I'm not proud of that. I didn't fawn. I'm proud of that. Because I said I was going to stop fawning in these spaces. So I didn't fawn. And fawning for me would have been like overly invested in learning about them. And what are you doing? And overly affirming them. I didn't do that. Because fawning has just been something very recent in my sister's world that I've done. Because I've not been able to be me. And so I've not been able to be me. And I'm growing. I'm not doing the conflict that I did in the past. But I'm not, I'm not belonging in this space. So I'm fawning in it. And, uh, I didn't fawn last night. I bobbleheaded. <laughs> I was a bobblehead, which I'm not proud of. And bobblehead me. I nodded a lot. I was actively engaged internally, bobbing my head like a damn fool, but I did not fawn. But while I was doing that, I was contending with, am I broken? What is this? Why am I here? Why am I here like this? Why am I having this situation? And the other thing I was like, do you have this situation all the time? Yes, I have. I talked to an attorney yesterday. Yes. I um I do confront I do confront injustices as an aunt. I had words. I had some conflict with the principal <laughs> of this what well, this place I'm subbing at. And truth be told, client number two, there was some tension there. I haven't processed that with you because I got called to do a project. To, they pay, they were going to pay me. I, did I mention this to you all? They were going to pay me a pretty sizable chunk of money to do nothing, to just show up and be present, but to not take action. And I was going to put like something is, something is off with that. Are you just paying me to show up on a screen? Then you want me to show up. And it's an all white space. You want my black body to show up? That's all you're paying me to show up like? Let's name that. And they didn't want to name it. But you know what I said? I didn't push it. But I won't do it again. I had to learn that lesson. You won't pay me a lot of money to use me as a token. You won't do it. So, see, and so I I was thinking about that too, like that social orientation as an EAT and my training as a social scientist. And I read another um, article this morning, which reminds me, I need to do this more about entrepreneurs entrepreneurs think differently there's a we have a particular orientation and because i don't primarily identify as an entrepreneur otherwise you would hear that in my disclaimers i am i am entrepreneurial and so i do have the dispositions of an entrepreneur and so all of these attributes about me make me very different in a conventional way uh-oh sorry about that in a conventional way and um uh, And it it sets me off. It sets me apart, rather. But that apart doesn't mean I'm broken. Nor should it mean I should sit there and be odd. And what I could have done is I could have gone and put myself at the table with my sister's ex-in-laws and have been all ex- engaged with them it would have been odd though cuz they don't know me like that right they know me as more reserved because i've been in my in order to be in my sister's space i have to be the reserved one so to, it would have been odd but i could have done it Mm-mm, but i'm going to figure this out moving forward and it was a small moment before i left um the my house to say take somebody with you But this is the part that I'm working on. You know, I'm trying to build that social map. And by the way, that episode, Building a Social Map, I don't know what it was like for you all, but I listened to that on my way down and I might listen to to it again on my way home. It was really good for me because it really outlines the challenges of having a social world when you've inherited a map that told you that, first of all, A map about the social world that you don't subscribe to and positions you in that map as broken so now I'm trying to do self social again after being out of the social from being in a relationship that took me out of the social I'm not putting that on my ex exclusively but that relationship pulled me out of the social so now I'm back trying to build a social world for myself having the wrong map being having the wrong script about myself I'm rebuilding all of that. And it is slow, but it is steady. And I'm going to stay the course. I'm st- and there's more to learn about who I'm supposed to be in this social world as it relates to my spiritual self, as it relates to my entrepreneurial self. And I'm going to take this experience, this birthday party of not being invited to ride with in such a small manner, but it manifested as something really big. I'm going to take this as positive. Because there's growth. Something positive is going to come out of this. I'm growing from it. I'm going to grow from it. So in saying all of that. Let's get back to this episode. This point about the shadow. And I am going to close here. One second. Shadows are made by blocking light. Light rays travel from a source in straight lines. So. When I'm in an environment where my light, there's a blockage of light, where I'm not able to access the full me, my full me, my healthy me, there's a blockage of light, right? That then is going to create the shadow version of me. That's a, that's a no brainer. If an opaque object gets in the way, it stops light rays from traveling through it. This results in an area of darkness appearing behind the object. The dark area is called the shadow, a shadow. The size and shape of a shadow depends on the position and size of the light source compared to the object. So, how much of a shadow? Uh, how much of a shadow is going to depend on um, how much of me am I walking into? Like the 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 original source of me, and the original source of me is growing and blossoming because what? I've been growing and blossoming and healing. I've been accessing more of myself. I'm the light. Oh, my God. I'm having a high sensation. I'm the light. And the more I grow and heal, the more I step into my own light. And then the object, uh, something will come and will prevent me from accessing my light. Oh, God. then there's nothing but the shadow. Let me read some stuff about the shadow of an eight for you and I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm closing I'm reading from Dr. Beecher's chestnuts uh, book The Complete Enneagram 27 Paths to Greater Self-Knowledge um, I'm on page 108 of this text each type's shadow reveals the blind spots of the character what they tend to remain what they intend to remain asleep to as a part of their survival strategy and resulting focus of attention People with type eight personalities tend to ignore or minimize any data revealing their own weaknesses and vulnerabilities. This coping strategy works well early on in response to an environment in which they are threatened by powerful people who hurt or neglect them. However, however, when they reach adulthood, the shadow side of this defense can present many problems. As humans, we all have vulnerabilities, but eats learn to hide theirs, even from themselves, to build a life based on being strong, resilient, and invincible. As a result, AIDS can, com- can be completely unaware of some of their own weaknesses, vulnerabilities, sensitivities, and challenges. And this part is a little hard for me to own because I don't think that I have been in denial about my vulnerabilities as relating to my family. Maybe there was a time early, early on, but I think I was always aware that there was wounding that was happening because of the environment I was in um, and that something was off. But maybe that was true as a related... To, it definitely was true when it, would, when it was time for dating. There was no way I was going to be vulnerable in a dating situation. I could definitely see it there in friendships, um, in my profession, but that's not how I function in my intimate spaces with family. And I don't know if I've said this to you all, but I've come to terms with I've done intimacy primarily through family and not through romance. Um, so that's that's how you would see that there. I'm going to keep reading. Eights are naturally protective of beings they care about and feel responsible for. When eights call upon their own power in seeking to protect those they perceive as having less power, they often project their own vul- vulnerability onto others. Being perceived vulnerability... By perceiving vulnerability and weakness as attributes that others have, as experiences that are distant from and external to them, AIDS can separate themselves from their own vulnerable feelings and yet still act to address weakness. This pattern can reflect AIDS' genuine qualities of generosity and courage, but it can also be a way for them to remain unconscious of their own vulnerable sides. Now, this part really resonates with me because, especially when I'm working with kids, right? I'm fiercely fighting for them. Just like the conflict I had with the principal. And it was fascinating. He's tall. He's a man. And I'm looking up at him and I'm like giving him eye contact. And I'm not doing it like with a frown on my face. I'm very calm. But I'm standing. I'm holding steady. And I'm taking him to task. Like asking him questions, probing, questioning him. And I'm like, and I thought about later, like, that's so eight of you. That was just so eight of you, right? That's all in the fight for justice for kids. So what this paragraph that I just read says that we take the vulnerabilities that we do feel, we project them onto others, and then we fight for other people. But our fighting for other people is really fighting for our own vulnerabilities. But we're not going to acknowledge that we're vulnerable. So that registers for me um, in terms of a type eight shadow. I'm going to keep reading. While eights are strong characters, they often don't see or know the impact of their strength. The actual nature of the influence they exert on others may be a blind spot for them. They can intimidate others without meaning to, and they can bring much more than the optimal force to bear on situations. While eights can be very direct and straightforward in a positive way, they can sometimes be blunt to the point of being hurtful and insensitive when they don't see how much much bite may be behind their directness. And so this is what I was thinking about last night, particularly with my sister. The uninviting, the not inviting me, is that retaliatory? Is that her? I don't think she would consciously be retaliatory. But is that an unconscious retaliation because of my, of her building her own strength in, in my strength? Because I don't know how to explain it. But in me not knowing my own strength and not knowing how I project that strength out, um, how do I go? AIDS can intimidate others without meaning to. And so in her pushing out from that intimidation, her doing which, you know, her not inviting me or the other things that I find that she does as unproblematic, what if she's doing that as a reaction to me? And that's fine but I'm not going to settle there and accept it. We could talk about it because I'm I am generous and loving. So if, if my if I believe I'm generous and loving and it's not coming across as that, it's, if it's coming across as intimidating, um bullying, dominating, then we need to talk about it, right? Because and that's where the fawning happens. Right? Because I'm trying to compensate for the fact that I might come across as dominating. So now I'm gonna be fawning, you uh, know, and oh look at you, and you're amazing. Uh, no. Just no. No. So it isn't okay for me in that shadow function to be dominating, right? And to be a bully. It is not okay. But it's also not okay to be to overcorrect and to go into fawning and to put myself in the, in harm's way when somebody is reacting to what they perceive as my dominance. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't know. I feel like I feel like I've gotten to the end of the reflection. It feels good for me. I don't have a way to neatly tie it up. Um, I definitely think this that notion of uh, uh, that old <laughs> spirit of problematizing myself that did come up last night. I think the question around um who am I going to be when I'm in these social settings with my sister? Like, who am I going to be? Who am I supposed to be? And what, what am I supposed to do in that? Um, continuing to work on building my social map and continue, and based on my authentic self. And one of the things I thought I was going to talk about, but I didn't, I thought I was going to have to build a social map based on the shadow part of me that's exactly what I thought I was going to have to talk about. That I need to build a social map that accepts the shadow part of me. And even that doesn't sound right, right? Because we are not supposed to strive to be in the shadow. So why would I build a system based on a shadow part of me? But I thought that's, that's, I literally thought that was was what was going to come out of my reflection. But the opposite, related to that, but the opposite is building a social map based on the light part of me. And to not have those obstructions of my light. That's what it's about. And I can see it. I can see it so clearly. I yet just don't know how to do it. And I'm going to keep struggling, you guys. You know, this whole season, I'm talking about social. It's, just stu- it's tough as hell for me as an INTJA. I don't have a choice but to keep pushing forward and pushing through it. I deserve it. And I'm like, I just think about the social life that I had. It was a small window of my adult life where I was in control of my life. And this is after I had left home. I had started my career as a teacher. And I started building friends that were a match to me. And then I moved because I was searching for something cultural. So I started finding myself. But then the friends were all white and I was missing my cultural connection. So I moved to a place where I could get the cultural me and the intellectual me and the spiritual me and the quirky me as a bundle and I didn't have to parse those out. But when I did, I didn't, I couldn't survive in that. And so I've been thinking about and I don't, don't, don't freak out. Uh, but I have been thinking about, uh, job searching partially because, um, because as as in leadership, there's a, only a window of, of, um, of the year. There's a small, maybe two months of the year where those leadership positions are really posted and I, in order to compete for them, I can't miss it. So I'm just going to go about it, but, um, I really want to go after positions that will allow me to continue to do the, to give me the flexibility I need to, to, to build a business. Um, but I don't know if that's really the right thing to do because the business has to be first. Um, although there's something that I do get from being employed. There's something social I get about being employed, but Um, and I don't want to say more about that because I need to work it out and now you listening to me you might be like what is going on with you like yes it is being bivocational being employed and self-employed there's a part of me that still wants both of those and uh, and I'm still working it out but whereas before I was employed and self-employed second that's not how I prior that's not the stack anymore now the stack is self-employed first employed is secondary. Okay. If at all. So, um, I'm going to continue and in terms of looking at that arrangement and like, I'm probably going to move. <laughs> I'm probably got to leave. I'm probably going to have to leave and find a new place in the world. The world is so big. There are so many people out there for me to keep settling for that environment where I was wounded. I just keep settling there, and partially because I just don't know. And maybe I should just just go on a, just take some years to just go and explore different environments to find people that are more in alignment so that my light can fully shine and I don't have to be in a shadow version of myself and then when I'm in the shadow version of myself then people are justified in acting shitty towards me because no just no that's not gonna that's not I'm not accepting that that is not my reality that is not my truth it is not Hey, you guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart or a like or thumbs up, whatever is available in that platform that you are listening to me on. If my conversation about shadow work, um, I mean, really, even though I didn't really talk about that quote from the Google machine, all of that discussion at first half was about me trying to breathe in the shadow and what it's like to have relationships in the shadow, trying to heal in the shadow. That doesn't even make any sense. Trying to be more of myself in the shadow. None of that makes sense, but that's what I am trying was trying to do. If any of that conversation, even the entrepreneurship piece and the building of the business and the road trip and social media conversation if any of that if any of that relates to conversations you've had in the world please take this link and share it with those participants you know and do do a kind smart share by saying fast forward to this section if my moving about has caused some randomness and you I'd love to hear it you can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com on twitter or x Dom one facebook and youtube Dom. Let me give an assignment. So I'm going to ask you about shadow work for you. But before I do that, you know, I end all of these episodes with an assignment. That's my call to action to you. I don't, I don't, even though I say, hey, I, uh, how do I say it? If this reflection is at any value for you, please give it a heart. Or can you share the link? Can you share your thinking? That's a call to action. But the biggest call to action is me asking you to do your own reflecting. Uh, I do want to let you all know that when you share the episode, when you share this project, especially when you share it in relation to uh, conversations you've had, related conversations you've had in the world, that helps this project. It helps me in this project and it helps me as I move toward more being in my own light because it's bringing more. It's putting me in proximity with people who think like me, right? I'm assuming you keep coming back because there's something about my conversation that resonates with you. And that's what I'm asking you to be mindful. That is my ask of you to put me in front of people who relate to me, who you think relate to me, because I'm looking for people I can relate to. So that is my big call to ask. I'm going to try to do better at reminding you all that that would be really helpful for me. Okay. But getting back to the assignment for you, um, what is your shadow? Like, Well, in order to process what is your shadow, you've got to know what your light is. And in order to know your light, you need to know the full you. Who's the full you? The most optimum version of you. And when are you less likely to be that? What happens when you're not able to be in the fullness of your light? What gets in the way? That's the second question. Then the third question that's related to that. What is your relationship to the thing that gets in the way of your light? What is your relationship to the thing that creates the shadow? See, my relationship is, is intimacy and love. It's the only part of my life that causes that. Because I'm in love with the object that, that causes the obstruction. Not romantic in love, but familial, familially, if that's a word, in love. And then I I linger there. What's your relationship with the obstruction? And then finally, once you become conscious of a thing, what you going to do about it? (laughs) Me and my ethnic talk, my first language, what you going to do about it? All right. You guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you until I come back. Be well. Bye.